2: And welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and I am delighted to invite you all to my first threesome. Today's <laughs> guests and I are about to defy some gravity. Oh you know God. them as the sentimental men. Please welcome to the mic Quincy Brown and Kevin Bianchi. Hey! Woo.
3: Defying <laughs> gravity in a threesome. <laughs> I love that.
2: I just, you know, start out, out the gate real quick, real fast. The gate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're all friends here. <laughs>
4: we're (laughs) ryan hi i'm so excited to be
2: on this podcast oh my gosh the feeling is mutual i am so glad that we were able to find time to give this little thing a little whirl and chit chat and talk about life
3: (laughs) we were telling you before we started recording but kevin and i were just texting and saying how excited we are to do this podcast because we have been binging it all week it's just Uh. so interesting
2: Thank you. I uh, binged your podcast as I decided to try this thing called shopping in person again. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> and um, God bless y'all for keeping me sane because I went in looking for a suit and I left with a tank top after like six <laughs> hours. But It's the natural
4: progression of things.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was your words that kept me going, which I really appreciate. I <laughs>
4: I'm glad we could lead you to a tank top.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 it, yeah, it was a journey. I was like, you know what? I'll go try uh vintage shopping and see cuz I want like, you know, like Harry Styles vibes oh, yeah. Yeah. for this wedding that I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and what I found is um what is being sold as vintage these days is like your dad's 90s like vinyl jacket.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So Are you mm-hmm. typically an online shopper? You said you were trying shopping in person.
2: I am now. I mean, over the pandemic, I definitely you know felt joy by spending my money on things that I don't need. <laughs> sure, um, <laughs> but ultimately, yeah, I think it's it's just better for my psyche to order it, try it on in my own room, and then send it back as a mm-hmm. ex husky jeans kid yeah 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 yeah
3: (laughs) see but that's kind of why i prefer shopping in person because i feel like online i get so anxious about the sizing of it all i'd rather just like see it in person
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i yeah Yeah. asos and i are in a torrid torrid relationship (laughs) (laughs) so babes how did y'all meet tell us your story (laughs) uh well
4: you must understand it was a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) um no so quincy and i met uh i think 2019 no no 17 is what we decided right or 18 I think, 17 or 18 maybe 17 yeah yeah because um i worked at roundabout theater company and
3: quincy oh, was God, that's the first interview- time we've said that publicly oh my Ooh, gosh explicit. you heard it here first
4: yeah Tea. um <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I worked there already, and then Quincy was interviewing for a summer internship. Um, mm-hmm. and I was interviewing him, and at the very end of every interview, I always ask, like, what was what's your favorite musical? Just as like a fun end-of-the-interview icebreaker. Um, and Quincy said wicked. Um and Which that, I preface
3: with like, I promise I know theater, but my favorite musical is Wicked. Yeah,
4: and so but <laughs> but of course then that was it. You know, that was like the music started
3: playing mm-hmm. the, you know and then you asked who my favorite alphabet was yeah and i said it's hard that's a hard question to ask
2: it's an intimate question in an interview
3: yeah on the spot yeah you jumped in so i i panicked and i was like will am i in because that will make me sound intelligent and cultured it's not like mm-hmm. a standard you know one it's and it's someone who's done it in three languages whatever whatever and then there was a photo of stephanie j block in the mystery of edwin drood on like the wall of the room that we were interviewing in and i asked kevin back and kevin like gestured to sjb and i freaked out because i was like i cannot believe i just said that someone was my favorite over stephanie j block <laughs> it's
2: like you already said that wicked is your favorite musical and then you're like you know what i have to be indie on my choice of album yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I bet you got a lot of strange answers to the, what's your favorite musical question through interviewing. Oh, that's interesting.
4: I did get a lot of uh, interesting questions to that. Um, and something I started getting a lot in my most recent job um, where I also was interviewing summer apprentices um, is how many answers are like specifically a, like the this community theater production I saw of whatever. Like it, and it's, it's crazy like realizing that like so many people's like big magical moment with theater is like Broadway, but then there's like equally amount of people who are like, it was my English teacher doing Hello Dolly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's a it's like a great question to ask.
2: Did y'all grow up in the city or no?
3: <laughs> no, I, I grew up no. in New Jersey. <laughs> so I grew up
2: Okay. Adjacent. Adjacent, yeah. And I grew up in Hawaii, so very far. Very far. From the city here. (laughs) I grew up in Oregon, so you beat me. You Oh, nice.
3: Okay. But I have a ton of, I feel like everyone from Hawaii typically ends up in like Oregon, California, Washington. Oh my God, So I have a ton of friends on the West Coast.
2: Yeah, my sister went to Pacific University, and when I went to her uh, graduation, I was like, wait, is half the school Hawaiian? And she was like... (laughs) Yeah, it is. That yeah. Was like I was going to say like <laughs> okay, great.
3: three of my best friends went to Pacific.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will say I have not found good Hawaiian food in New York City and it makes me sad. Okay, so
3: there's this place called Makana Barbecue, which is up by where Kevin lives, right? Yeah, it's
4: literally on my block.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty decent. I recently went to um, Norita in Hell's Kitchen okay. and that was bad. I, oh, okay. Is that mean Ooh. to say? <laughs> Well, it was just listening. like everything was overpriced and it was like to tell them. authentic.
2: Yeah, someone <laughs> needs to tell them. They need to learn.
3: Yeah, I would say Makana is like what I've the closest thing I've found up here so far.
2: Fierce. God bless. So, why Wicked for y'all? <laughs> Besides the fact that like Wicked is lovely and wonderful and so formative in so many queer people's lives. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Why do you think? it was the one that you decided to like hone in on
3: that's an interesting question because i feel like when other people answer this question they zero in on like oh the themes of feeling like an outsider and i could relate to that as a queer person or as a person of color or whatever Mm -hmm. i don't ever remember consciously having that realization i'm sure subconsciously that was there but like I think I discovered Wicked because I was obsessed with Rent in middle school and obviously Adina was in Rent and then Adina did Wicked. But then one day in my like intermediate school musical theater class, we did this exercise where you had to perform a musical theater song as like a spoken word monologue, like that (laughs) classic Mm, exercise. Tried and true, tried and true. (laughs) And someone did There's a Defying Gravity. (laughs) Oh, but we didn't have to do the lyrics. (laughs) We had to like oh. write a monologue based off of a musical theater song. Oh.
4: Yeah. I remember I did this Who Am very I? This is very multi dimensional. You did Who Am I? <laughs> Something nice and light
3: from middle school. <laughs> oh, God. And I still ended it. I ended it with like a Who Am I? 24601.
2: Oh, like Get a very out of here. <laughs> Yes. No. <laughs> but no. some girl in my class <laughs> did theirs
3: to like Define Gravity. And I remember thinking, because she started talking about like animal rights and all this stuff. And I remember being like, What Lord. is this show? It sounds so heavy. And then actually like looking up Defying Gravity be being old. like, <laughs> be old. um, but yeah, that was it. And then I bought Defying Gravity on iTunes. Mm-hmm. and f- was obsessed with it and then bought the rest of the cast recording and i vividly remember looking up the script online and like reading the script and then playing the song in order Cute. Aww. but i i really i hate to say this because i feel like it takes away from the gravity of it all but i really think it was the belting that did it for me
2: no i mean yeah i i i get it yeah. as R- rent was also my like gateway to musical theater yeah S- specifically the rent movie And then I made it like my personality as if like Mm -hmm. that had been there my whole life. We all
4: did. Yeah, it's very strange
2: when you think about it. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, we were just looking for something that sounded like what we enjoyed from Rent. Like it's not like my first musical was My Fair Lady and then the music from Rent was like radical and crazy to me i had like the opposite effect when Mm. i went to school where they would be like okay and this is hello dolly and i'm like tell me about that
3: that sounds Mm -hmm. nice yeah yeah yeah
2: i learned about the golden age stuff in college same now kids learn about wicked like old golden age yeah (gasps) truly. Stop. kevin why wicked
4: well it's interesting because i had very much the opposite experience because i did love rent but, my like gateway into Wicked was through the Wizard of Oz um because The Wizard of Oz has been my favorite movie my whole life like it was i I'm sure I watched other movies before The Wizard of Oz, but it's like the first movie that I have a conscious memory of of watching for the first time um, and so for me. Usually, like, for, like, my birthday or Christmas, I would get, like, a couple of cast recordings because I was, you know, a young gay theater kid. And were, that's, you and that's what kid. you get them. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: Not to out you, but you're gay. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To
4: disclose. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Quincy. Um, Quincy's out. Quincy's
2: like, I'm done. Not doing this anymore.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, But uh, so for my birthday I get or Christmas in I guess 2003 I would have gotten the Wicked cast recording and at that point it was like oh so you got it fresh I got it fresh I got it like Christmas Christmas morning 2003 footsie pajamas like living my Glinda life you know it day one baby um but uh but at that point I remember like thinking of it as like Oh, it's this musical related to The Wizard of Oz with the woman from Rent, like, yeah. So it was kind of like same process as you, but from the other side yeah. of things, I think. Yeah, and then like I don't know. I mean, I guess what kept me, like, what made me hone in on it, probably was I think just that like the bootleg culture but not in the way of like well yes in the way of like we all gagged for it but like i remember i remember always like loving that i could like with rent to watch like several different performances and compare them and Mm -hmm. i like loved that about wicked because it became that so quickly um whereas like rent had been going for 10 12 years and at that point, we had like 10 videos to watch. You know what I mean? Whereas like <laughs> yeah. two years into Wicked, I could like composite the whole show together. Um, so I think it was like accessibility and also just like, uh, like I said, that kind of like ability to be comparative with it.
2: No, I will say that it like, fresh. it feels like Wicked and YouTube were like really connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially being in Oregon it wasn't like I was like seeing Mm. Broadway I was either hearing it from a cast album I got at the library or YouTube had done its rollout and I could finally see like six different versions of Defying Gravity or you know like it feels like that first musical that really had that going where it would be like yeah but did you see this person or did you see that person yeah Mm
3: -hmm. to this day and that's why I feel like the bootlegs of it all is like i think the bootleg culture has like significantly helped wicked maintain its run i'm sure it would still be running today without bootlegs but like i think it's contributed greatly to the fan culture um and like i work at a broadway what
4: no you go ahead i want to come back to that though
3: okay because i work at a broadway ad agency now and like Part of my responsibility is like reporting all the bootlegs of the shows that we work on and getting them taken <laughs> down, which is so like sad for me. Like I've become the monster. But like, <laughs> you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain,
0: Quincy.
2: Ooh, that's the pull quote.
3: <laughs> but it's like sad because I, I, really think I don't think people are like, oh, I saw this shitty bootleg of Shoshana Bean singing Defying Gravity. I don't need to see Wicked now. You know, I think it only mm. makes you want to see the show more. Yeah.
4: Well, and okay, so that was brought us back excellently to what I wanted to say, which is that I would even take it to the a step further to like Wicked and YouTube created fan culture, because prior to that, it was like, if you liked uh, Aida, you liked Aida, you know what I mean? Like you didn't have a favorite Mm -hmm. Aida because you didn't have... What about like anything the but heads? Heather Headley to go? But but even the Renheads, it's like how until YouTube, how were how was that easily accessible? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, you, you like know. had to be in the city. You had to be out.
4: there, or you had to like be emailing files to people, or sending. I don't know. You know what I mean? And so like, Wicked comes along, and all of a sudden it's like, here's the show you love, and here's all of these different actresses that you can love doing it, and then yeah. like that's when we all kind of were like oh yeah like this is my favorite actress this is my favorite alpha this is my favorite fiero Mm -hmm. as like we could have specificity in what we liked about the show
2: i've never once said who my favorite fiero is because i honestly forget about the men in the musical but they are there and i like pants um well and i was listening to your show and uh julia murney Mm. wrapped it up so succinctly in a way that i had never thought of it before where she was like, "Look, like don't be an asshole if i can see you are being rude and like don't put up shitty ones of me yeah, but yeah. my career is bootlegs
3: and yeah, the way yeah. that she
2: like broke it down i was like oh shit
3: which it's like when we we talk about like the golden age of alphabas and everything but it's like the only reason we're able to talk about that golden age of alphabas is because of all the bootlegs that are around
2: you know right, right. yeah my first alphabet was was shoshana bean uh, on that's tour. a great first on There's- tour It was her and Megan.
3: Uh, (gasps) Wait, that's crazy. That's a great show.
2: There's a photo of me with them, and I like wore glasses to like go to the theater. I've never actually like needed glasses. (laughs) (laughs) What? It was.
3: It was so. But we're seeing Wicked. I'm gonna put glasses on.
2: I'm putting them on, and um, Shoshana. Uh, grew up spent a large chunk of her time in the town next to me oh cute years before me but my high school voice teacher was very like well I gave her voice lessons and I was like (laughs) I don't don't know how long you can claim that yeah (laughs)
4: that feels
2: like a stretch (laughs) that feels crazy
4: pretty sure you did not teach her
2: that Quincy how many wicked things you have to take down from Pornhub because I bet it's a lot (laughs) (laughs)
3: Luckily, luckily, I don't work on Wicked. Like I really think I would have a hard time if one one of our shows was Wicked because I couldn't take those bootlegs down. But I was just thinking recently, I was like, has Wicked kind of, there has to be some sort of rule of thumb at Wicked as to like what can stay up and what needs to come down. Because some stuff gets to stay up forever and some stuff gets taken Mm -hmm. down like the next week, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would love to like talk to someone on the marketing team of Wicked.
2: It feels like we're at this interesting time with what can and cannot be filmed with the way that we're integrating TikTok into stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Um, Okay. Well, so that's funny. I just came (laughs) from. (laughs) So, one of the shows we work on is Waitress. And I Uh literally, the reason why we pushed this interview is because we just like did this backstage live stream and then streamed the opening number of Waitress from like the house. Oh, cool. And so many people were tweeting like, I can't believe the accessibility. This is so crazy. This is groundbreaking. Like people who can't afford to go or people who aren't comfortable going to the theater yet are finally getting the opportunity to like see the show. So I do think that like we're kind of entering new territory where this is starting to be like Lion King just streamed their opening number. It feels like we're shifting into like new territory.
2: Mm -hmm. It, It feels like we're doing it in a way where the people who are creating it can have control as opposed to like someone who has a handy cam in the back.
3: Agree. Cause it's like, it's going to be like, no matter what, as well, put it out in a good way, you know? Yeah. Which I think
2: is nice. I think so. That's fun. Well, as Broadway is reopening, I know that y'all were busy, busy, busy last week seeing stuff. How does it feel? How do you feel? Tired. Yeah. Well, (laughs) You're like sleepy, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I
4: mean Quincy definitely had it worse last week because I just went to Wicked twice for pure enjoyment. But Quincy <laughs> Quincy was working all week <laughs> mm-hmm. at every show. So I feel great, but, but-
3: <laughs> Kevin and I were talking about and like other people in this industry yeah, I've been talking to and it's like it's such a crazy stressful stressful time and it kind of feels like no one has any I, like we all just forgot how to like operate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's also like such a good stress that you can't even complain you know like I've probably never worked harder in my life but it's so fun that it doesn't matter you know yeah
2: Yeah. and that is when you know that you found the right job yeah. sure yeah. for now you know Yeah. Um, no, yeah I love it <laughs> I accidentally saw Broadway uh, last night. And Wait, I saw that. What was that all about? Yeah, I got I got a text at seven thirty for an eight o'clock curtain that said, "Hey, I can't go to six anymore. Do you want my ticket?" And out I was the door already. Out the <laughs> door. I fully was like sitting. I live on in Harlem. I live off the one twenty fifth stop, and oh, I was like, nice. I turned to my roommates. I'm like. I can do that, and they're like, "You can now." And I sprint. Like, thank God, I have worked out over pandemic because I sprinted. I pushed people. I like got to the theater. I sat down with my playbill, and I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, New York is back." Like it was very like I'm angry. I'm sweaty. I'm sitting at a theater, and it's gonna be great. Yeah, no, literally,
3: just disheveled as the show's starting. Oh You're my like, god, like, nothing better nothing Is six crazy though i feel like they're all practicing their like runs and riffs during the shutdown
2: it i hadn't seen it either i mean it oh, was gotcha. open for like what five seconds and then we shut down yeah. um yeah. so i was just like oh i'm gonna have a good time because no matter what it's women singing really high and yeah, that's something yeah. i enjoy That's um, all the gays need it's all it's all i needed but my poor the poor people next to me they were just was like <laughs> hi i'm a musical theater performer i have not been back to a show i will be a mess and <laughs> i was um yeah. yeah it was great that's it a felt great really first good. show back
4: right i know i want to go so bad
2: well boys i think it's time oh no that we ask the question of the podcast oh my god why are you like this <laughs>
1: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: And if anyone wants to go first, Kevin, go go for it.
4: Why am I like, (laughs) what?
2: (laughs) Why are you working in theater? Why do you love women singing high? Why, as a young gay boy, was it Wizard of Oz for you? Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you even want to talk to me on this podcast? Like, you can answer it however you want.
4: (laughs) I think, uh, starting with The Wizard of Oz, I was uh, smitten with musical theater. And I think I was very fortunate to be in a situation where that was encouraged by a parent. Um, And so I kind of just, like, grew up with musical theater. Um, And I think that as a person, I'm super uh, structured about the way I like interpret creativity and, and things. And so I think constant love for musical theater and a need to understand the structure of everything has brought me to this wicked podcast where (laughs) i (laughs) debate with quincy over (laughs) the very foundation of
2: musical theater which is wicked which is wicked yeah yeah oh i love that i think that's very fun i think uh we need people who are structured in our lives as a person who is not yeah quincy what's up with you (laughs)
3: Because you know this question is coming, (laughs) but it's still like, Um, I think, well, I think in general, I'm a very, very like insecure person, but I think the one thing that I've always been pretty like confident in is like my like understanding of musical theater and my passion for musical theater. Like for whatever reason, that's one thing that I feel very like good about. Um, so even like launching this wicked podcast was something that like took a lot of therapy. Cause I was like, it's pretty, it could be seen to some as like pretty cringy to start a podcast where you just like geek out over this musical, you know? And like, I was like, people are going to talk shit about it. This is going to be so bad, blah, blah, blah. Um, but actually doing it, I think has been this really great experience because it's kind of like helped me, I think, grow into this. Grow into like some sort of confidence that I didn't have before. Kevin's looking at me like I'm. It's just no, nice. It's just very nice I love to hear this about <laughs> you. Yeah, that's just very
4: nice. It's like nice to hear about my friend like being happy,
3: <laughs> <laughs> or it's like finally doing it, and then like I'm sure people are like whispering behind our backs, but only hearing positive things. I think has been like this really great affirming moment for me where i'm like okay you can just like be happy doing the thing that makes you happy and then that's it
2: yeah a hundred percent quincy i host a podcast called why are you like this (laughs) (laughs) i don't even have like a a, like thesis i don't (laughs) you know like
3: but it's so cool because i feel like you get like leaving it so broad but so specific also like you get like such nuggets from people that they wouldn't necessarily offer up in any other circumstance it's been so interesting to listen to
2: Oh, thanks. No, I think it's fun i think yeah. I think what you said is pretty universal about having something that you know a lot about that makes you feel confident and can help you deal with other spots in your life where you might not feel as confident. I think that's a yeah. pretty universal feeling mm-hmm. um, and yeah. especially I mean like life is weird, and if you find something that you really like, do it and yeah kind of fuck. What else, whatever else happens you know
4: yeah i yeah quincy you said something about like like just being happy doing what you like doing and it's so i literally was thinking i mean i will admit i was like thinking about this in case it came up on, on this podcast <laughs> that we're currently recording but i was thinking that it's like we we have accomplished quite a bit with this podcast like just the two of us doing it like ad hoc like yeah you know by we ourselves have day and it's just but it, and i think like people are always like oh like how like how did you get stephanie j block on your podcast and it's like literally we posted a video of us being like absolute faggots with each other and she was mm-hmm. like these these people seem fun like
3: i'll do this just like a lot of people i literally this evening i was like because i had to ditch from waitress and i was like i'm running to do this podcast and then my coworker was like do you guys have like a hundred thousand subscribers? Like, I feel like I'm seeing your podcast everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. And I was like, like, how are, how are you doing it? Like, what is the sauce? And I was like, literally, we're just like, just us. Like, we're just, we're just, yeah, we're just talking (laughs) and like sharing it and like somehow tapped into this. Like another thing is like, I think wicked has such like a dedicated fan base. So I think we we picked a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were able to tap into it, but it's like, that's been the craziest thing is seeing like how many other people out there are like us and are into what we're doing and like Mm -hmm. i was so nervous that like we're gonna get hate comments or trolled or people are gonna say mean things but like truly haven't seen any of that which is so crazy to me
2: and i mean even if they come like whatever like you have that feeling right now so if and when it comes around the bend so many more people find Mm -hmm. this beneficial and even if they didn't y'all got to talk to some people that you've wanted to talk to your whole life
3: correct that's the thing it's like we're fulfilling our own like childhood dreams that (laughs) it doesn't even matter the outside stuff that
2: happens you know yeah yeah yeah. fuck the rest of that shit no i had a similar moment um i had put out a tweet about people bitching about spending twenty dollars to watch a movie at their house when they are Uh totally fine asking me to see them uh See them sing in a basement for twenty dollars and a two drink minimum, <laughs> and sing "Lost in Was the Wilderness" of Full wilderness? Step Bound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which Leslie Kritzer saw, who right, I ad- right. oh who yes. I adore, yes. and so like that's how I got her on the podcast. Like, there's just yeah. no like,
3: there's no rhyme or reason. It's there's just no like... rhyme or reason. And and... No, yeah, and there's no rules. Like, like j- Ryan, <laughs> <we'll> t- <laughs> we have a guest coming up that is like. Potentially coming up that is like such a curveball and truly happened just because like good energy was out there, but like the fact that that is even a thing, you know is just like wait what are who are we Kevin says this all the time he's
2: like, who are we like what who are who are we yeah, <laughs> just people who are interested and people who I think what I have learned with just having this podcast is mm-hmm. especially in the time that I created it, we all have been really, really miss stories and personal stories and storytelling, in a way that feels visceral and human, and why a lot of us go to the theater. Mm-hmm. And so, hearing creatives talk about why they are the way they are, or talk about just like, "Hey, Stephanie J. Block sang into my answering machine, and that's how I learned to find gravity." Like. <laughs> We miss those moments and so I think think you guys have definitely made something very special and I think that should make you feel not insecure as you walk through your life because I think (laughs) it's a gift. Thank you. Thank you. Did you
3: start your pod over pandemic too?
2: Yeah, um, I had briefly had a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and by briefly I mean literally three episodes. Um, sure, because it's hard; it is it's a lot a capsule of work. Season, yeah, so it's much a capsule more work season. Than I ever thought it would be. To it's be a honest. limited series. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was called "Better Than Boys," and Ooh. it was uh, me and my friend Chloe Day would interview people we thought were interesting and ask them what was better than a boy, and I loved it. I, I mean. I truly love talking to people. Um, but it was just a lot of work. And so it fell apart. So then it, during pandemic, I was literally writing something like a stupid sketch about someone who had a podcast called Why Are You Like This? And I was like, that sounds so dumb. <laughs> and, <then laughs> and here we are. Um, so,
3: yeah. Is doing it alone? Because I'm like, I could not do this if I didn't have Kevin.
2: I, it's just so much work. I don't have a day job so gotcha uh still it's like a lot of work (laughs) it is a lot of work it is a lot of work um but it's been a lot of cool things i mean i know how to do audio editing now i now Mm -hmm. help produce other people's podcasts like everything's kind of leads yeah to each other oh i should say this on the pod so i was listening to your stephanie j block podcast episode Uh and i realized that i was her Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sound... yeah Oh yeah, yeah tell us <laughs> Because we look and sound exactly the same Well uh... besides the obvious <laughs> yes. Besides the obvious <laughs> um, No it was when she was talking about um, How she went to New York And then went home Because she found that She was just auditioning in rooms In a way that was like pick me choose me love me I'll do whatever And she went home To kind of find herself and center herself And then everything kind of like came around to her in a universe kind of way and Mm um i coincidentally enough had done that in 2019
1: Mm -hmm. take myself
2: out of the equation moved back ready for my stephanie j block moment um which is still around the band but i was like oh my god i'm not (laughs) the only person who did that okay thank you thank you so much
3: (laughs) yeah well i think that's important even in like not in a musical theater context like I was living here for a year and then pandemic, I flew home for two weeks and during the pandemic and ended up staying for nine months. And I feel like that kind of operated as a reset where it's like, when I came back here, I felt like a very different person. And in a lot of ways, this new era feels like my like actual living here era where mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily trying to like, I'm just trying to like be happy, you know, where it's like mm-hmm. before I think mm-hmm. I was trying to like be really good at my job and like have a lot of friends and do all this stuff and now it's like i just want to be content <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah well yeah. I, I was i was very like there's just like this pressure put on yourself or whatever when you're in musical theater about like you have to move to new york or like what is the point mm-hmm. 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 um and that's why i moved here originally and then i didn't really get to sink into like, do I like it here? Am I mm-hmm. having a good time? Mm-hmm. Until some stuff sent me out and yep. I got to be in a different space and reassess and be like, no, I do like it there. And I it truly has changed my life and changed my world, just being here with like a different sense of purpose.
3: Yeah. I feel like that happens yeah. to so many people. Well, it's hard when yeah. you like Broadway so much, you need to like be able to separate the city from Broadway, which is like mm-hmm. very difficult. I think. Yeah. Are you going to say Kevin?
4: No, I was just, I was just going to agree that I feel that I didn't physic or like geographically go anywhere during the pandemic, but um, Quincy, as you know, I was like in a job search for like the first seven months of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was employed, but looking for a new job and like, it like nothing was sticking and i like had this chunk of time where i was away from oh i guess i did go somewhere i was away from my home for work over the summer and i was like just by myself with no one i knew and i like had nothing but time to like self evaluate and then like i just had this like week where all of a sudden like i knew exactly what job i was looking for six jobs that that fit that description came you know into my realm four of those jobs wanted to interview me and you know what I mean then it's like Mm -hmm. it all just fell into place and it I totally agree with you it's just like you need that moment to like wipe everything off and just be like okay like this is what's this is what's here at the bottom of all of it
2: yeah like what do I actually want yeah as opposed to like what do I want to post on Instagram today right what do I want you know like
3: And then that changes what you want to post on Instagram. It's like, I feel like even... It's so shallow, but I feel like even my social media usage has like... I was doing this dumb thing, like end of college, post-college, where I could only use one word captions. Kevin remembers this I do remember this. (laughs) And I look back at it now. That was unhinged and just like stupid. Who did I think I was? You know? Yeah. Listen, we love a theme. We love themes.
4: (laughs) You know? But also too, because Ryan, I know from listening, you are about to turn 30 or recently turned 30 i am
2: 30 i am 30 now
4: yes so i feel like i (laughs) kevin's (laughs)
3: rapidly
2: approaching
4: approaching 30 but i also do feel like i quincy i can't wait for you to go through your 29th year because like approaching a new decade is like a wildly uh hot fire under your ass to like figure your shit out like to figure your like yourself out Mm-hmm. so i feel like i was definitely like pushed along a little bit <laughs> by that
2: it's also like a strange it's like the i think the nines like across like 19 29 yes. 39 they're all weird because all people will talk to you about is the fact that you're turning mm-hmm. a new decade mm-hmm. so like 29 made me feel ancient 30 makes me feel like so young and fresh it's crazy 30 forty and
4: thriving baby
2: ready to go and i mean look at this skin nobody thinks i'm 30 like <laughs> no, <man. laughs> but it is crazy you're like oh yeah i'm 29 they're like mm, well here it comes here comes 30 yeah. yeah no when i was younger i thought i had
3: to be like married living with a partner owning a dog by 25 you know like that's what that was my fi- that was my plan
2: i mean at least you had a partner i was very like i will get married have children get divorced and then i can be gay vibes like oh my
3: goodness oh my god
2: and not in like any sort of like parents telling me to do that or anything just like truly i was like yeah i guess i can do this like after
3: yeah wow okay into like your post high school years
2: yeah, well, so I didn't come out until I was nineteen, so mm-hmm, I didn't. Gotcha. I was a very. I think same. I was a very typical theater student. I got to school straight, and I was gay by May. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Gay by May.
4: Gay by May. <laughs> gay by May.
2: But now, it's, it's, yeah, now it's just funny to think about because like being gay and being in the queer community is one of my favorite things about me. So yeah. like, I. Agree. I I think it's it's just funny. Like as we were talking about, it's like, oh yeah. Originally my plan was to like get married to a poor woman, have a child with her, leave her, and then like have a kid between us. I wanted to do falsettos as my (laughs) life. That was your roadmap. Yeah, that was like my goal.
4: (laughs) We're aiming for falsettos.
2: (laughs) We will settle
4: for boys in the band. (laughs)
3: oh my god (laughs) oh lord
4: oh my gosh yeah i remember having that conversation with myself my uh i guess like my junior year of high school like with the last girlfriend that i had i remember Mm -hmm. like thinking one day i was like okay if i can like sit this out for a, a another year and then we go away to college then that'll be like five years that i like don't have to address this the issue. gay thing you know what i mean yeah. yeah it's like and but and like through no outside anything like that was literally just me yeah
3: yeah, yeah. well i mean i was like i was raised mormon so i feel like that was like over my head sure but that is very i had different. a girlfriend my senior of high school and we went to senior prom together and i just remember being so annoyed with her the entire night for no she did nothing she did nothing it was yeah. all me and like dealing with my sexuality and everything broke up with her after prom was done and then went to an after party and kissed a boy for the first
2: time. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, Come on, no. it's raining
4: on prom night. <laughs> <laughs> incredible.
2: Oh Lord, Quincy, I grew up around so many Mormons. Oh, really? Yeah, Oregon, like, you know, like Midwest people are like Catholics are everywhere. Oregon, yeah. it's just like all Mormons. Um, yeah. so I feel like, the same
3: way about Hawaii. Well, There's BYU so Hawaii
2: is very important sure Uh, sure yeah it was uh it was wild but yeah i was like in full public school and like mormon students would leave in the middle of the day to go to seminary vibes yeah
3: that was for like in high school my mom would we'd wake up at like four o'clock in the morning to go to seminary before school and i think back on it and i'm like mom why would you even like want to do that as a person like And she just sit in the car and wait for us to get out of Sunday school and then drive us to high
2: school. (laughs) That's not – that doesn't sound fun at all to me at all. And it's
3: not – everyone in the Sunday school, it's like 5 a.m. Everyone's like falling asleep in their chair. It's so crazy.
2: Think of all the times tables you could have kept in your brain if you just got an extra hour of sleep. Yeah, truly. Uh. Well, babes, as we wind down the podcast, I ask this of all my guests, and I guess this goes to both of you. Do you have any questions for me? Double whammy. Bam, bam.
4: What well, I do is what's your favorite musical?
2: Oh, um, my favorite musical. And why? That was the other part. Of <laughs> I know. The I am like question. sweating. I'm like all of a sudden I'm like, I'm really good at typing. I'm very organized. I'm <laughs> for a job. <laughs> oh, I just love being in a new work environment every day.
4: Yeah. Um, I thrive
2: on toxicity. <laughs> I thrive like on a toxicity. a multitasker. <laughs> I love to multitask. Um, and i don't have any hours that i'm not off limits so like text me my biggest weakness is saying no (laughs) (laughs) stop i actually say that in an interview (laughs) oh my god the big uh, so my favorite musical of like most recent memory Mm -hmm. honest to god is on your feet wow
4: excellent answer
3: was i saw not expecting that. I saw on your Hit me feet, with the Y, baby. <laughs> I saw On Your Feet
2: uh three or four times. Uh-huh. I, I did not see Natasha Pierre that season. I she was, was too busy seeing on your feet. I was too busy seeing Incredible. on your feet. Um I, love I loved it. I thought it was like it was so exciting to watch. It uh-huh. was huge because that stage is, like, way too big for anything. Yeah. Or is that the marquee? At uh-huh. the marquee, yeah. Sure. And then the way that they worked through, like, yeah, it's Gloria Stefan's story, but they, like, worked through, like, racism in the music industry and, like, all of these songs that you know because you've, like, walked through a CVS or, like, your mom has <laughs> played it at a certain time. And, like, ah! really... <laughs> made it <laughs> like they weren't easy to be made, yeah, you yeah, know,, yeah. and sure. um, there's like I think about it all the time, like at one point, the guy who plays Emilio is like flirting with her, and he's like, "You should kiss me because it's my birthday, and she does, and he starts laughing, and she's like, Why, and he goes, My birthday's in March, and like that will <laughs> run in my head all day, every day, <laughs> couldn't tell you wow. why, wow. But yeah, And I love a Megamix And it ends with a Megamix and a small Omega child Mix. gets up And she's like living her damn dreams
3: That really threw me for a <laughs> room That really did
4: I've heard a lot of answers to that question <laughs> <laughs> be Into the woods
2: <laughs> Ragtime Kevin would have been like he is not getting the job <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: mm, Nope Has no taste Put um, that in the no pile <laughs> I also thought she died with the bus crash. I truly oh. forgot that I know that Gloria <laughs> Stefan's alive. Like I, Currently I, on this I, earth. Yeah, I fully was like, oh <laughs> like, my God. Literally produced
4: this <laughs> musical. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? Uh, uh,
2: oh my God. On one of the nights, and then I'll stop talking about On Your Feet. On one of the nights <laughs> that I saw no, On Your don't. Feet.
4: Don't start a podcast about On Your Feet.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I um had convinced uh my friend sean doherty to go with me to on your feet i i also won the lottery a lot because again the theater is huge Mm -hmm. which means Uh, you're entering the lottery a lot yes because again favorite musical yes Uh, (laughs) i was like look you have to come with me he's like i don't really want to see it i was like i it's the best thing i've ever seen you have to (laughs) and it happens to be on the same night that um like a lot of the original cast of hamilton was leaving oh sure Uh so they're on the same street Uh um and oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's wild madness outside because i mean people love hamilton like people are like drawing lin-manuel like on this giant piece of wood that they brought it's like a street Mm -hmm. the street is filled with people who aren't even seeing the show they're just there yeah yeah and I'm a bit of a monster, so I'm running through there asking if Adina uh, Menzel is going on and if-then tonight. <laughs>
3: Stop! Stop it! I love that. <laughs>
2: on, on my way to On Your Feet for my second or third time. I make myself laugh, Incre- but yeah. That's so funny. No, oh, that's really good. God. Oh
3: my God. That would be a good TikTok if TikTok was around. That's <laughs> incredible. Oh wow.
2: Oh, hey, it's me.
4: Hey, it's hey, me. it's me.
2: <laughs> the first time I saw If Then It Was with Jackie Burns and not Adina. Me too. Wow. On purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same. St- don't say that on No, 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 not no, on no, 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 like, no, no, she, no,
4: Because I knew Jackie was going on, and I was like, oh, I want to see this. Like, I know I'll have other chances to see Adina. Sure, yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> I had, like, a friend that was interning at Tulsi, and they were like, hey, you know who Jackie Burns is. She's going on. Let's go. Everyone is turning in their tickets because they only wanted to see this musical yeah. see Adina Menzel. Yeah. Um, I
3: wish I saw Jen Colella go on.
2: That uh, is history. the The one, speaking of bootlegs. That's a, a boot. Know. Uh-huh.
3: That's a boot. Mm, so good. Uh-huh. Jen Kalila. Um, star. My question for you, I'll also go on the theme of this internship interview is who is your favorite alpha? Give us a top three.
2: Top three. Um, I will say Stephanie J. Block, of course. Sure. I will say Jessica Vosk. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm.
2: then I will say Eden Espinosa.
3: Ooh. That's a solid, very different top
2: three. Yeah,
1: that's mm-hmm.
4: a that really like runs the gamut, I feel yeah. like. Like you've got a very theater alphabet, a uh-huh. very vocal artist alphabet, and then like a very like Bombastic. Thank you. That is an excellent word. Bombastic is
2: a great choice.
4: <laughs> yeah. I think wow. I,
2: yeah. They all definitely left their mark on their show in like palpable ways, ways yeah in different ways and i don't know i it's just like like if i look at like stephanie or jessica i'm like that would be in theory the alphabet i could give like i can't just like go up and come up with new riffs and like be a fun riffy alphabet, right sure. so i think so me like too. that would be i'd be like oh i can see that and then mm-hmm. eden i think just like her alphabet had just like this youthful mm-hmm. energy and vocal prowess that is exciting in a way that yeah. i can't do and can't touch so like it, mm-hmm. it yeah it makes mm-hmm. me excited
4: i remember back oh, Are you I, gonna gonna, s- I remember back in the no, day no, okay, like then. early early bootlegs i remember feeling like eden was like um was like my like emo girl alphabet. Like she mm, was like a mm-hmm. she was like a slightly darker alphabet and I remember yeah. like really connecting with that. So, I'm glad to hear that she's in your top 3.
2: Yeah, she's like the pop punk alphabet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pop punk alphabet. <laughs> I love that. I do think the last alphabet I saw in person was a woman named Maggie Rogers. She was Wait, like what? a third standby. <laughs> and like literally it was her debut and she did great but i just remember i mean because i love maggie rogers right right that's kind of fun though i love seeing
3: (laughs) like the like understudies that go on yeah
2: it's exciting
3: was it maggie or was it emily oh maybe it's emily and i've not to clock you on (laughs) no go for (laughs) it
2: i don't care (laughs)
3: I also might be
2: wrong. That just kind of like. No, Quincy. Me. It was Maggie Rogers of the Pop Fame. <laughs> <laughs> she painted herself green that night. Oh my God. That was a yeah, solid topic, though, right? Thank you so much. I loved it. Well, this has been honestly delightful. I, I could agree. talk to you both for hours and hours and hours. I know. Thank you for have. taking the time out of your evening. Thank you for running from waitress. <laughs> uh <laughs> Leaving them behind with their TikTok. I bet they can't figure it out without you. Uh, They're lost. So where can the children find y'all? So the children can find us on the internet.
4: Um, We are (laughs) at... (laughs) New concept,
2: the internet. (laughs) Uh,
4: We are... At Sentmen Pod uh, across all of your favorite social platforms, um, and I believe that by the time your listeners are hearing this, we will be back with our new episodes uh, for our super special, exciting Osmopolitan celebration of *Wicked* the musical. Oh my god! You're so Thank good you. at those. nice. <laughs> Uh, um but uh yeah so we've got a new episode coming out every friday in october in celebration of wicked month and in celebration of our
2: podcast's one year birthday oh. congrats on one year crazy yeah. yeah. i know thank you all right flew, flew by. by it
4: just flies by you know time flies time flies when the world is shut down <laughs>
3: oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh you living there <laughs>
2: <environment>. in <laughs> on that ooh <laughs> that no <note>, uh so <laughs> next time y'all bye bye
3: bye